All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Can you see it? Did you know? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. Adam's You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in a downtown day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals. Cutting in. Shoots. Scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season at ZephyrEpic.com, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic, on all platforms. 
Go check them out. They have free shipping anywhere, any order, over $50 Canada-wide from... Oh, geez, I'm not prepared. Here we go. Um, <laughs> from Abbotsford to Airdrie. For not being prepared, that's pretty good. Abbotsford it might be to Airdrie. Airdrie. I think Air it's dry? Airdrie. It's yeah. not Airdrie. I think it it's Airdrie, be. yeah. Okay. Alberta, I know that. There I used go. to do a lot of uh, hot shot drives to Airdrie, Alberta. Drive a lot of pipe up there. From you, Abbotsford? You can clip that. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like, a, that's like a Dolly Wall moment right there. <laughs> this is a very, this is a very I interesting used to start. Del- <laughs> I used to deliver a lot of pipes uh, up in, when I worked in Grand Prairie. It was just something with, you always, you would drive to like a rig <laughs> and you'd give them a pipe. You're just sticking it deeper. That's, that's what we did. And it, I did a lot of those. And Man. You know what they called it up there? Hot shots. In another life. Kodak Black used to work in Grand Prairie as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can we get it back on the rails now? Sure. Zephyr Epic. Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic. They have you covered for all of your trading card needs, whether that be hockey cards, basketball cards, football cards, baseball cards. Chris has his finger in the air. TikTok as well. Zephyr Epic's on TikTok. Yes. Bustin'. Bustin' open the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Harm, I know you're a Yu-Gi-Oh guy. They got the... they got. I, I don't know any of the new Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I don't think you do either, though. But... They are busting open Yu-Gi-Oh cards on the TikTok over there. Zephyr Epic. Shout out. Yes. So go check them out. Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic on all platforms, including TikTok. We are also on TikTok, but we'll get to that later. We are also delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Use promo code ConvoDD, capital C, capital Ds, all one word. That will get you 25% off and free delivery with your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is David Quadrelli. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built place once again, doing his best impression of a traffic cone, Chris Faber and Harmon Dial. What what soccer club is that? Uh, it's my old youth uh, soccer club, KLM. What does KLM stand for? Uh, Kensington Little Mountain. I was going to wow. be like, I don't even... I was, it took me a second to remember. I was going to be like, I don't know. And then I was like, actually, I do know. That's quite a crest. I thought that was like a Premier League team. I know. That's why it's, it. that's why I love wearing this jacket. It's a great jacket. Thank so, you. Harmon's joining us. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing good. I uh, got some DoorDash this morning. I got a wrap. I got a bagel. And here's the best thing I had this morning. So I ordered a frappuccino, a cookies and cream frappuccino from this place. Healthy. And it shows up and I and you know you know me quads. Freaking paper straws are the death of me. I think paper straws are the most annoying thing in the world. I you know I, I carry around a bag of plastic straws for myself to use. But Not, you reuse them. You don't just throw them out after every use. Yeah. And then so I get these uh so I get this delivery of the frappuccino and there's a straw in there. And like my straws are out in the car because I drive around with them. So I pull out the straw to drink my Frappuccino with. And it's a freaking plastic straw. But it's like a compostable plastic straw. And I said, okay, now we're talking because these paper straws. Listen, the environment, they need some help. Um, I get where the the freaking paper straws are coming from. But they suck so bad on like milkshakes and frappuccinos and these yes, other things. Okay, yeah. So this one's like a plastic straw. So I open it up and I'm excited. I'm like, wow, plastic straw. It's like a disposable or what you know, environmentally friendly plastic straw. Smelled a little bit like garbage, but like I, I used it and I was so happy. I was just, I was. It's nice to see the world evolving into going back to plastic straws. I'm all good for that. <laughs> Anti-climate Chris Faber. Anti-climate Chris Faber. No, not, no. These were biodegra- biodegradable <laughs> plastic straws. <laughs> Two dull moments for the, the first five oh minutes gosh. for Chris. Yeah, they are biodegradable. So I, was I, know good. I had a good about. morning. Thank you for asking. Yeah, clearly. 
it, was, yeah. it sounded like a great morning. Yeah, Big the bagel w. was good. Uh, it was a great day. And you know what I had last night? Halloumi cheese. You ever had this? Nope, never. Halloumi cheese, Harm? No. No? Oh, man. So it's like it's like this cheese. It's, apparently, it's got a really high melting point. That's what I heard. That's what I read online. I saw in some YouTube videos. So it's like a cheese. It's kind of like a mix of mozzarella and like feta flavor, but it doesn't melt. So you fry it up like in a pan, and it stays like as the size that you cut. So I did that, and I, instead of using meatballs and spaghetti, I did halloumi cheese and spaghetti last night, a little vegetarian meal for myself. So good. Like I, I like feta cheese. I like mozzarella cheese, and this was kind of a mix of both, but like fried on the outside. Excellent. Halloumi cheese. Check it out. No free ads, but we'll shout out the BC Dairy Farmers. BC Dairy Farmers. You know, Island Farms. Shout out to, shout out to the people on the island. Is Island Farms actually from the island? Come on. They are? What, do you think it's from Florida, like well, the Island Boys? Know. No, like maybe their name is just Island Farms. Yeah, th- no, you drive by from Nanaimo. Down no, to I Vic- don't. Well, you, if you do. do. From Nanaimo down to Victoria, you, every 15 minutes or so, boom, Island Farms, cows really? everywhere. I, did, I just... I, the Cowichan? Cowichan smells like Island Farms. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Big, huge fields. Let's get into it. We do have some Vancouver Canucks talk. As you folks have read from the title, today is a mailbag episode, but we do have some stuff to talk about because the All-Star game, guys... The All-Star Game rosters come out. Quinn Hughes omitted from it. JT Miller, last man in. Canucks fans and hockey fans in general can vote in. JT Miller as the last man in to the All-Star Game. He is the Canucks representative. Each team has one. Uh, In the Pacific, obviously, Thatcher Demko was the only Canucks player named to the All-Star team. Nathan McKinnon in Colorado had some comments. Because, Harmon, I'll let you talk about this. Because we were talking earlier about the season Nazem Kadri is having. He's not not in the All-Star Game. Granted... Like we should, we should preface this by saying the rosters aren't done. It's not just going to be last man, and there's going to be other people. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Quinn Hughes also going because right now there's only one defenseman on the Pacific Division squad, and that's Alex Petrangelo uh, in Vegas, who's having a much worse season than Quinn Hughes. So your thoughts, kind of, on this whole thing? It, to me, it's just like if you're going to have an All Star game, and, and I get that it doesn't really mean anything, but still, the sort of when you reference a player as like a five-time all-star at the end of their career, that should mean something to me, at least the way it is, it, the way it kind of is and say, I don't know the NFL when they have the, I, I don't really know. Is it called like how many pro bowls or something? Yeah, pro bowl, and then the MLB, they do. The yeah. Same and thing. then um, NBA has first and second team all-stars at the end of the season. And like that actually means something. But in this environment, when you have Nazem Kadri, who's fourth in the NHL with 48 points, not an all-star right now, and then you have Jordan Eberle, who has 24 points in 33 games. Literally half the points, half the points that Nazem Kadri does, and he's an all-star. I mean, I think McKinnon nailed it. It, it should be an all-star game, not a participation game, yeah. where you got to represent every team. So, I mean, t- to me, it just kind of waters down the meaning of what it is to kind of be an all-star. And again, like... Not that it never, not that it ever really had a substantial meaning anyway, but it's just right now when I look at who makes the All Star team, who doesn't, it's almost hard for me to even care because I'm like, it's not even the best players aren't on yeah. the All Star team. Yeah. yeah, like Nick Suzuki's there, Clayton Keller's there, like you said, Jordan Eberle's there. Like these guys aren't having All Star seasons Come on. right now. Yeah. And it's crazy that they're there. And I think that's kind of the issue that so many people are having with it is they're saying, like, Hey, and Quinn Hughes being a big one, like I think we talked about in the last episode, we were like, and also I'm 
trying to get confirmation on this, but I'm pretty sure Jacob Markstrom just didn't want to go, and that's why he wasn't named to the Pacific Division team, and that's why John Gibson and Demko are the goaltenders. So I wonder how it kind of changes if Markstrom wants to go, and presumably Gibson and Markstrom are the two goaltenders uh, rather than um, Gibson and Demko. And I wonder if that would have opened the door for Quinn Hughes to be the Canucks' sole representative, because right now, as it stands, the only representative is Demko. I am expecting Hughes to get named to this team, but again... Can you, you never explain know. this to me? Because I don't know anything about this. Like, there are players still being named? Yes, players are still going to be named. So who made this, like, pro, like this preliminary... This and, is like, voting. Players? This is fan voting, if I'm not mistaken. That got them in right I now. I thought the fan voting was just for the captaincy. Yeah, yeah, that is it. So yeah. I'm... I didn't know that there's more players being added I think, aside. I think, the I, think I think there's something to do with like Colin Campbell. I think I might have vaguely sort of, again, like because I know the All-Star game is like this, I never really pay it much attention. Yeah, yeah. But I think there was something to do. There is, I think, some league-wide. Because remember, if it was just a fan vote, then we had John Scott at the All-Star game. And so yes, I think the league yeah. made change. I think it's only captains. I, yeah, I, think, you're, I think you're right. All right, well, I hope Quinn Hughes gets in. I think Quinn Hughes is the most... Listen, I, I think Thatcher Demko has been excellent, but if I had to pick one guy, like we talked about this on the show last, I think that the one lock for the Vancouver Canucks was going to be Quinn Hughes. I think I Quinn think Hughes is the best, most all-star player on the Vancouver Canucks. And I, I think it's safe to say he's the top defenseman in the Pacific Division. Yeah. I, I think he's better than Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, no, he's been better than Petrangelo for sure. Um... Yeah, I mean, Shea Theodore's not having an outstanding year. Yeah, he's he's having a good not, year. Not really. Nurse Calgary doesn't really have anyone. L.A. Doughty's missed too significant a chunk of the season. Yeah, I do think it is Quinn Hughes. Doughty's yeah. the last man in for L.A., but they've got. I'm not going to swear. Adrian Kempe. Adrian Kempe is the guy Over going Kopitar. And, and there is even people, and I get he's having a good season. He's on a bit of a heater. But people, when I put put up my All Star Game predictions for daily faceoff, they were like. Oh, where's Chandler Stevenson? I was like, is Chandler Stevenson really an all-star? I know he's having a good year, but... He, I think he's been in and around point per game, Mark. He, was, he has. He has been. That's what I'm saying. He's having a good year, but I'm also looking at all-star games from the the idea of you want your best and most like showcaseable stars there. Like You should have your top point guys. Like You should have Nazem Kadri there. You should have Quinn Hughes there. But like Chandler Stevenson, I don't know much about his personality, but even I like said Drew Doughty should be there because he's hilarious when he's mic'd up. And I think Drew Doughty should be there. Like I don't know anything about Adrian Kempe either. I think Doughty Doughty might be. He, uh, you'd have to see how many games he's played. That's the only thing. He's yeah. like missed a significant he chunk has. of the season. Yeah. Um, I, I thought Kopitar. Like if I agree that Kempe Kempe shouldn't have made it. It should have been probably Kopitar. Yeah. Um and Doughty over. Um, over Kempe. Over Kempe. Um, but Stevenson's been a don't 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 slander my boy Chandler Stevenson. <laughs> I, I don't I, listen. I, I I picked him as a breakout candidate going into the going into last season. So he's my you? guy. Okay, yeah, I did. That's fair. So just, I'm gonna. I don't know Chandler Stevenson. He was top five for for five on five NHL points last I checked. Yeah, in the he, he's having a great year. I'm not trying to take anything away from Chandler Stevenson. I'm just saying when I think All Star games, I'm trying to think of it from a perspective of who is the game's most marketable stars. Who are you like Sidney Crosby's not the All Star game. I understand that he hasn't played a lot this year, and that's a big reason he's not there. But casual fans in the states, they know who Alex Ovechkin is. They know who Sidney Crosby is. They know who Connor McDavid is. I'd say there's more fans in the states that know who Sidney Crosby is than they do who know who Connor McDavid is. Oh, for sure, right? Yeah. And Ovechkin, same thing. They know him more than they know McDavid. But the league is looking at it and saying, okay, we've got to get this guy, this guy, this guy there. Like Chandler Stevenson, nobody in the states knows who he is. Is but my if point. He's pl- yeah, okay, I get that. But if he's played well enough, I mean, I don't, I haven't looked at who else has had a big year in Vegas because like nobody. 
It, it's yeah. been a, it's been a, like yeah. William Carlson's having a down year right now. Yeah. It's it hasn't been a good year in Vegas. Like mm-hmm. Shea Theodore has, I think he even has more points than Petrangelo on the season. Which yeah. no, no, Petrangelo has not been good this season yeah, at all. Exactly, and he's there. He's there. Yeah, yeah. I I just I think that you have to like for a guy like Chandler Stevenson. I think you need to have. At a level of like a Troy Terry starts your season. And Troy for, Terry's to like not break there. In. But if he has another season like this, then next year for sure. Because now he's Vegas's top guy, right? And, and yeah, Harm, you, you nailed it. He's 36 points uh, in 38 games for Stevenson. Looking great start for him. He's kind of the only one who pops off the page for Jack the Eichel's Vegas there next Knights year, anyways. Jack yeah. Eichel's going to be Vegas. This is going to be Chandler Stevenson's one all-star game. I guarantee yeah. it. And he's not an all-star. Like... He's just when I say he's not an all star, he's though. playing well, but he's not marketable. Jack Eichel, you can market. I Marcia think Marcia's got eighteen Mar- goals Eichel too. Yeah, he does. Eighteen but goals. Not he bad did the whole all-star. Instagram thing. I don't think you want to. Yeah, show that's him not really that. probably. That's probably not the guy you want. Wishing play. wishing people's dogs get cancer on Instagram. Little little weird. I don't think you want that guy at the All Star game. A little tough. That's not all star behavior, if you ask me. No. All right, let's move on. We were supposed <laughs> to do quick little topics here before we got a mailbag yes, episode. We here. do have a mailbag. We're already fifty minutes into this; it's gone off the rails. Oh, Canucks no. start their season zero and two on the trip. Chris, your thoughts on the first two games in this southeastern road trip for the Vancouver Canucks? Yeah, it's been a tough, uh, tough run for the Canucks result wise. But honestly, I've liked their play, man. I, I you're just not getting any goals from your top six players right now. Like the fourth line's been so good. They're they're getting you goals. They think they scored the last three goals to the Vancouver Canucks, and, and Bruce Boudreaux really liked them because that's this is a fourth line that looks like a line that fits under Bruce Boudreaux to play in a depth role like they are right now, and they're kind of working their ice time up to like play more minutes than Niels Hoglander, Dickinson, and and Pod Colson are playing right now too. So I like what they're what's happening on that fourth line that's like slipping into more of a third line for the Vancouver Canucks. I think that line. Uh, in the game against Tampa Bay, it was actually like the trio together played the most minutes as like a line compared to everyone else because there was some swapping going around at five on five. So good, good play from them. But like to see them be able to not get run out of the building by these two Florida teams have been good. These are the two best teams in the NHL record wise. So you would hope that maybe they could squeak out a point from either one. But I think two losses here isn't the worst thing in the world because I think that at times they showed that they were able to be better in at least periods against these two best teams in the league. Yeah. And, and that's where, again, the Canucks, I thought sort of agree with Chris there. They played pretty well. I think a couple things sort of stood out in the sense that I think it, these two games are kind of similar to what we'd kind of seen for a lot of the early going in, in the year where the team was playing pretty solid five and five hockey and all things considered, they didn't concede too much defensively, especially against Tampa. The problem was just special teams again, kind of like what what we would uh, hear er- earlier, where a lot of guys would talk about, and even Travis Green would talk about. Well, we liked our five and five game. We just kind of got let down a little bit bit by special teams, right? You look at um, Canucks the power play going zero for seven combined in the two games. The power play allowing a shorthanded goal against Florida, and then Florida and Tampa each notching a power play goal, and both of those were in, in very key situations, right? Because the Huberto goal, which I think later got changed to Reinhardt's because I think it deflected off him. But um, I think the Canucks were down 2-1 in that sort of moment. And that was when Mott, when they called Mott for that soft penalty. But the yeah. Canucks were pushing in that second. And so to me, that that power play goal was a backbreaker. When when that happened, I was like, man, I, I thought the Canucks had a push here. But when that went in, I was like, uh, that's it's going to be tough to come back two goals behind against Florida. And then same sort of thing where, again, 
just setting the tone um tamp on the right way with you know steven stamkos bomb it, it just kind of put the canucks behind the eight ball a little bit so you look at the special teams kind of spread there that's where to me they kind of lost the game and i think uh this is why the hole that they dug themselves was pretty unfortunate because again you're gonna have these sorts of games where because you're you're not an elite team you can play pretty well. You're still, you're, I mean, Tampa and Florida are just that good and they're yeah. going to beat you even if you don't play particularly poorly. Uh, and that's where it's just too bad where, I mean, in, in if the Canucks had sort, sort of started normally, it wouldn't have even mattered these sort of sort of stretch of games, but it's like every loss still kind of stings for, for the playoff hopes. And, you know, even looking ahead now where they've got Carolina Saturday, Washington Sunday, you know, Carolina just got just just lost i'm trying to remember who it was against but they lost to flames no uh no i don't think it was uh, it was a team that wasn't very good all, all i know was was that so they're gonna be pissed off um carolina is and rod brindamore team you know they're gonna be fired up so that's gonna be quite the challenge for the canucks and then man you look at the rest of the schedule it's it, it's a it's blue a tough jackets. one yeah so blue six jackets nothing. have been sl- yeah and six shellacking. so you know rod brindamore is a scary dude <laughs> he's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be you know the, the guy the the guys in, in the room there are gonna be fired up to to you know they're not gonna want to lose two two consecutive games to teams that i'm sure that they look at in the standings and go we should beat them every time especially because yeah. this is a cup uh, run type year for Carolina. So tough challenge ahead for the Canucks. And um, yeah. What you said about the power play there, where the other teams were getting a real push off their power play. That to me was like what really hurt the Vancouver Canucks in these two games where I, especially in the Tampa Bay game, I felt that like they were starting to push it five on five. Then they would get a power play and they would like lose the momentum on the yep. power play. It felt like, and I think that's something that you were kind of hinting at there, but like it, you need to be able to, even if you don't score on the power play, at least build the momentum. Because how many times do we see like a good power play and they don't score, but it was such a good power play and then a goal like 45 seconds later yeah. for that team? It just felt like it was almost the opposite. Like the Canucks were losing momentum from how bad their power play was. And they had eight shot attempts in the eight minutes of power play time they had. They hit the net once in eight minutes, Man. four power plays. They hit the net once on one Quinn Hughes shot from the point. You just, you simply need to be better than that with all your players. And I think that having Elias Pettersson as a net front has been an interesting approach to try something different for him, but it's he's not a working. player that I think you need to it's not working. You need to have the puck on his stick. Even if it's something like putting one, the like you got Horvat on the left side right now, who just doesn't shoot from there. And, and, and here's the thing too, with that is, and that's why, why I found it, found it so interesting to me to be a half wall player on the power play. You need to either have an elite shot or be an elite playmaker. And Horvat's not an elite playmaker. He's got a good shot, but he doesn't have an elite shot. To me, I just, I think he's just a much better fit in, in the bumper. Uh, and to me, and here's the thing, even if you want to have Pedersen, in the net front position, you have to use him differently, right? Yeah. Because I looked at Tampa's power play, right? With Alex Killorn, he would kick out behind the net and they'd use him as a passing and playmaking option and he would sort of help set up chances where right now when I look at the power play, Elias Pedersen, the only way to kind of make it work with Pedersen in that role is if he's 
sort of used as a playmaking threat as well, where he sort of kicks out and almost does kind of what Tyler Toffoli was able to do right. when he was with the Canucks on in that front position. And right now... What Besser did a little bit yes, earlier this season. Yeah, he was and, in that spot. And right now, it's just Pedersen's playing as a straight-up, like, chase-on-type net front <laughs> yeah. role, where it's just like he's sort of standing there. And even in terms of... We heard... I remember asking Boudreaux after the first practice where they put Pedersen in that front sort of what the sort of logic maybe was. And obviously a big part of it was just getting Pedersen on the first unit in the first place, which I kind of agree with. But after that, he sort of also alluded to the fact that he sees all of Pedersen, Horvat and Miller as interchangeable pieces that can all play the flank. And, yeah. and that sort of had me wondering about interchangeability and movement and sort of having guys switch spots on the power play. And we just didn't, we haven't seen that. And I would have liked to see that a little bit more because again, you look at the best power plays in the NHL, and I always reference this, especially watching Edmonton. Almost every guy on that power play can play every position, right? So you'll have like Pugliarvi at the net front kicking out to the bumper, and McDavid will sometimes be in the bumper. Sometimes he'll be on the right flank, and Drysaddle will... Like, those three, Drysaddle... You know what? It's, that's why they got rid of Chason, because Chason couldn't do that on their power play. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it would be like it'd be like McDavid, Drysaddle, Pugliarvi, just like all interchangeable. And so... Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to use Patterson in the net front, I think you have to sort of um, figure out ways to get him a bit more involved from a playmaking front, get him more puck touches. Chris, you've got something for us on Jack Rathbone returning. Yeah, so he traveled with the team. Uh, they play Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Uh, I am expecting to see him tonight, Friday, play tonight. Friday night, so when people are listening to us on Saturday, he'll I'll be either played. be right or I'll be wrong. All right, that's a good uh good And I've update. reached out. To uh, Abbots, we're going to have a little story here coming up on Yoshiro Hirano. Very nice. Born in Japan. We're you know what's excited. crazy, too? So the the coach for the Ottawa Reign. Uh, Ontario Reign, no? Ontario, what did I say? Ottawa. Oh, yeah, Ontario Reign, their coach. Ontario, California, by the way. Something like Jablowski or something. Jablowski, that's a good name. Something like that. He was the USHL oh, coach yeah, yeah. the year that Hirano came in. From North America, so I reached out to him too, got to get a quote from him for the article. It's gonna be kind of cool to hear how uh, a guy growing up in Japan made it over to play hockey in North America and nice. now to the AHL with the outstreet team. Cool story. Like I think I've mentioned on the pod, what a cool story. This is the the part of like being a writer that I really like because it's like this. Is, I, I'm excited to to have this conversation with Yoshiro and uh, and hear just like about his life in hockey. It's a cool story, I think, in general. I'm excited for you to tell it. CanucksArmy.com for all the folks listening to this. That's where you should be reading. Sorry, Harmon. Um, <laughs> Did you see you were getting Canucks Army was getting pumped on the morning show. What do you mean? In a good way where the articles, the, the Abbotsford article that uh, yes. your little buddy there, Stefan Roger, they asked me about him on the air. Oh, yeah. I said, yeah, he's all right. What they say? Were they? Why is his quad's favorite writer? No, they I said they asked me who he is. And I said he's quad's favorite writer. He doesn't make any spelling mistakes. So he quads is in love with him. I I absolutely like. Okay, the other day I was like kind of panicking because I had a long work day. I had a headache and I was like, okay, I got to write something in the morning. And I like woke up at like 730 and Stefan texted me and he's like, hey, man, I have a whole article ready for you. And he started writing at seven. It was ready by like eight o'clock. And I just went back to bed. I was like, awesome. I literally like scheduled it and just went back to bed. I was like, I'll read this in the morning. I read it. No edits required. Fantastic. All right, move on. Saved, saved my morning. It was great. I got a nice sleep. Stefan, Stefan's great. Maybe the maybe Nation Network should pay you less than if you're not doing any editing. Maybe. Well, usually I edit. Trust me. They pay me my money's worth with 
You on the team. Well, okay. Grammarly's <laughs> telling me that I'm, my vocabulary is better than 94% You're getting a of lot people. better. You're getting a lot better. It's true. I've told Regularity. You I'm using that regularly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're not going to get into this on the podcast. No, but okay. Let's, what yeah. else we got? We have Pod Colson. That's something that you wanted to bring up. We we have fourth line is hot. You wrote about Talked that about on Canucks Army. Bit. Just read, read Canucks Army, folks. Okay. Go ahead, Harmon. Yeah, so this was interesting where, um, speaking of pumping our, our articles, I <laughs> wrote, I think, around a week ago, um, talking to sort of NHL scouts and Bruce Boudreau as well, one-on-one, about Vasily Podkolzin and kind of um, his game so far and, and how he sort of improved his finishing. And, and one of the interesting sort of takeaways that I had that I kind of wanted to share uh, was I asked Bruce... And what, he had already sort of brought it up once on his own. So this was the second time he brought it up unprompted. I was my question to Bruce was kind of obviously with any young player, there's the the their their ceiling level, right? The player that they could become. And as a young player, obviously at what what is he right now? Twenty years old. Yep. To get to point A to B to reach his potential, I sort of asked, what does he sort of need to do? And the first thing Bruce brought up was. He needs to learn English a lot better. And Boudreaux was like, yeah, Pod Colson's great in terms of he can follow instruction when he understands. But Bruce was like, he just doesn't understand a lot right now. And I found that interesting because it wasn't um, like I do think Pod Colson's genuinely sort of made strides and none of this is a fault on him. Right. Right. But I just found it interesting that maybe he's. Um, got more progress progressing to do on that front before we sort of see the best version of him in terms of again, Brujo just it him bringing it up twice unprompted, especially when you ask a more general question like, how does he reach his potential? And the guy's bringing up, well, he's got to learn English a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I've got a theory on this with Boudreaux, and I think this comes back to like something that he said in his first couple of media availabilities was how he believes that every NHL player is very smart. And like he likes to listen to players too. I wonder if that's kind right. of why he's yes. bringing it up. Maybe he wants to hear the way, like I know that Pod Colson will be able to understand what people are saying, but can he sure, articulate yeah. back the things that he wants to say about the game of hockey. Like I'm sure that his best like speaking of English is probably actually like around the game of hockey. Cause that's probably something that he's learned from people. Like I'm sure he does a lot of just talking about hockey at the rink and learning hockey, you know, lingo that way. So I, I have a feeling that that that's kind of my theory on it, that he's brought up twice. I wonder, cause I think Boudreaux feels like the kind of guy who wants to listen to all the other player, like listen to what, what's working for Pedersen. If right. Pedersen wants to play the wing, go on the wing. If this guy wants to kill penalties, okay, we'll put you on kill penalties. That's even like a quote that Boudreaux said earlier in the year was like, if a guy comes to me, I'm going to give him a chance to do it. But if it doesn't work, I'm not going to do it. I think that might be the problem with pod Coles. And I think that's maybe why he's brought yeah. it up a couple of times. Like you said, Harmon. yeah. And, and Boudreaux otherwise was glowing with praise for pod Colson. So, uh, he, I mean, he led with the fact that he could barely believe that Pod Colson was a rookie when he first arrived here. He was like, I didn't even believe it. I thought this was a guy that had kind of worked his way up from the minors for a while. And just because his details and the way he played was so mature. And, uh, and yeah, so I just found that interesting and, and thought I'd share that. Yeah, that is super interesting. We'll cut to break, though. Mailbag on the other side. This is what I said. It's a hybrid mailbag episode. Yeah. I wanted, there was a few things I wanted to talk about. We got a poll question, too, which kind of ties back to our all-star conversation, so we'll lead with that. On the, the last thing side. I want to do before we get to the mailbag, Abbotsford stuff, since it's sort of a little prospect, sure, part, sure. I'm not going to do it at the end. Uh, exciting thing for these three games coming up, no Spencer Martin with the Abbotsford Canucks, right? Spencer Martin's with the Taxi Squad, 
So got his Stanley Cup ring. Yes, he did. did get I his, steal your thunder. I'm sorry. Was that what fine. you were going to say? I was coming to it in sorry. a second, but it's fine. He did get a Stanley <laughs> Cup ring. Um, so that yeah, because he was with the NHL team, played with Syracuse, uh, was part of the taxi squad for uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning as they won their Stanley Cup. So he got a Stanley Cup ring. But at the same time, the other part that I was saying is three games. You got a Friday, a Saturday, and a Monday. Big time for either Mikey DiPietro or Archer Silas to prove something here. Like, I think you would go Friday, Saturday, one or the other there, obviously. Mikey's going to get one. Artie's going to get the other one. If one of them, like, if I, I would expect DiPietro to get the Monday, but it would be interesting to see if Silas has a really good game. Maybe he gets the Monday game, right? And we'll see what have to we'll have to see what happens there with the goaltenders. But uh, it's a big opportunity for the 22 year old Mikey DiPietro and the 20 year old. I think even a bigger spot for Artis Silovs to to kind of take that chance now and take a step where uh, you know the streets know that that Silovs is is a good goaltender. He's a great goaltender. See if he can prove it uh, this weekend and maybe win that Monday slot. Yeah, will be something interesting to keep an eye on. Okay, well, well, maybe a couple more prospects while I'm on the topic. Aiden McDonough, not going to Team USA. That sucks. My cousin, Brock Faber, he's going to the Olympics. He's playing for Team USA. Shout out, Brock. going to get an opportunity to play the Olympics. Stoked for uh, for cousin Brock and that opportunity. And then, finally, Connor Lockhart scored uh, another goal the other day. He's in the top 25 for U19 scoring in the OHL. Wait, hold on. Let me ask. Is Brock Faber actually your cousin or is no. that an inside joke? <laughs> no. I figured it was an but, inside joke. But we've talked to each other. We have spoken. I, I told, we've joked about him being my cousin. And I said, I think before <laughs> the draft, we talked as well. Um, I talked to him today, actually, too. But I uh, I talked to him before the draft. You're basically cousins. Don't, was you, like, you're talking like cousins. I was anyway. like, I hope that I was saying like it'd be funny if the Canucks drafted you as like I'm a guy who's going to be covering the Canucks for a long while now. And he's like, he's like, dude, that would be hilarious. <laughs> like, like he was saying. So he was down for it too. Chris was trying to get him to pick jersey number sixty nine. So that well, he's playing the NCAA, play, yeah. right? Okay, so just just convince him to like play out his four years yeah. and sign with the Canucks. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Have him. you thought about this, Brock? Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, Did you know? Like I said, we talked today about the Olympics, so that was uh, I was like, I want to write something about this. I'm going to go to freaking what's the uh, what's the Nation Network? They got a Lakers account. I'll just post it on the Lakers <laughs> Nation or whatever it's called. <laughs> Nation Brock Faber. Yeah, I'll write a Brock Faber article here. Make so. the oh Faber gosh. name proud at the Olympics. That's what I said, cousin Brock. He's going to the Olympics. It's uh, I'm cheering for USA. USA all the way, baby. Wow. Frank Cervalli is really going to like that take. You got a lot of young players there. I, I wonder if Drew Comesso is the Frank starter. Frank Cervalli better be buying me some drinks at the draft this year. I'll tell you that. I hope so. I, we're going to see Frank there. I'm very excited to see Frank. We got a message from him today. The PHWA little recap from. Uh, I still haven't got my card in the mail. I haven't got mine either. Apparently, we're supposed to message some guy directly about that. It was in the email Frank sent this morning. All right, whatever. Have you got your card? Well, I I have mine from last year. Oh, okay. Fair enough. How long did it take to get your card? Uh, not that long. The hell? Faber and I are not getting our cards. What's going on? We're going to have to check it out. We'll check it out. On the other side, uh, we'll get into the mailbag. Right now, we're just going to cut to break. Keep it locked. Keep it loaded on Canucks. Conversation. Winter is quickly approaching, but wait. That means your favorite seasonal brew is back to cheer you up. The Tukes of Hazard is now available across British Columbia and Alberta in their government and private liquor stores. This extra strong brew has a whopping 9.2% alcohol, big hop punch, even bigger body and aroma, and just a touch of white haze. The Parallel 49 fan favorite is smoother than a freshly cleaned ice rink. 
Fair and words. a big thank you to all of our sponsors here at the Conks Conversation Podcast. We're back. We've got the poll question ready to go. Yeah, let's let's do the poll right off the top here. Our episode two thirty poll question about to be sponsored maybe down the road here. Got a couple couple uh, couple interested parties, ones. couple interested people started are bidding some, war uh, for the poll question. Yeah, maybe, but uh, we'll see what happens. I think there's. There's going to be one down the road here, I'm hoping. Folks, if you want to advertise with us, reach out to us. We've said that on a couple episodes. That's what brought these advertisers to us, which we appreciate. A couple DMs already. We're doing some cold calls as well. But yeah, if you want to advertise with us, we've got some spots available. Message Faber, myself, or the Canucks Convo account. All right. Our episode 230 poll question. Right now brought to you by Nobody Could. Be brought to you by you. Even if you're just a dude, we'll just yeah. shout you out. Kevin's poll question. Yeah, whatever you want. As long as it's not freaking Derek from the reviews. We're not talking Derek stuff. Like Derek. All right. 230 poll question. Do you care about the NHL All-Star game? Options are, yes, love it all. Meh, skills events are cool. No, hate it all. Or, I'm angry. I think this one is I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people are on the meh, the skills events are cool. But we got a really good reply here uh, from Keelan Mack, too. Says, they should let any players in the league compete in the skills events like the NBA. Make it so we actually know who the best in each skill comp is. Yeah. I love that idea yeah. so much more. Great idea. Thanks for the reply. And then another one from Andy as well. A couple of great replies about the All-Star Game. This is kind of my take. Like Both of these are great takes. Uh, this one from Andy uh, at CSWC. Andy, I care if it's truly the best 11 players from each division. Leaving players like Kadri off the roster completely ruins it for me. Both, both with like, I agree with both these takes so much. I, I think it'd be so cool for like, who does have the hardest shot in the league? Does anybody challenge Connor McDavid to fly around the rink? Like these type of things would be really fun to see. And the NBA, you know, as per usual, the NBA does a great job of really doing a lot of things for marketing and marketing their players. Yeah. And like, like, that's what I'm talking about. That's why Chandler Stevenson shouldn't be there. A lot of people would care about this, you know, the, who's the fastest skater. If it was a guy, you know, yeah. Chandler Stevenson, is he going to challenge to be the fastest skater? Maybe. No, no. <laughs> you know, maybe he does. What, uh, you know, who could be like, he's the fast, guy but he's not to give a con- like to challenge Conor McDavid. Who, who is the actual hardest shot? Even if it's just some random, like, I think that, We'll lock with next year versus yeah, we'll Connor McDavid. Book it. <laughs> yeah, if it was like a, if it was the, uh, what do they call the, the what's uh, what was Travis Green's call? Forties bag Forties, yeah. yeah. If it was that, maybe Lockwood crushed that. But, Put OEL uh, and Ollie Olevi up against each other. Yeah, again. I need another another. Somehow there should, be a slowest, there should be a slowest skater competition. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch that. I would actually. I saw somebody had a tweet that. yesterday about that that was kind of going around Twitter, and it was like. Forget the All Star Game. I want to see the worst in the league. Like I just want to see the worst. Play <laughs> the worst the shooter. Yeah, just everyone together. All right. So the poll question. Uh, the this one's kind of running away with it. Meh. The skills events are cool. That's got fifty one percent, and then thirty one percent says no. Hate it all. Under ten percent for the other two. That's fair. So a lot of people are very meh, or they hate it no, all. That's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's for the the big sponsors, kind of being all buddy buddy with everyone in Vegas. So. Let's get to the email bag. I don't have my phone, by the way. My phone is being used to record the episode, so you guys are going to have to lay these questions on yep, me. Yep, I gotcha. I made a little graphic. I mean, you can pull it up, too, if you'd like on your phone. What did you guys think of the graphic? It was fantastic. You like that? It was great. That was good. I, I thought it, I put a little bit of work in there. All right. A little bit. <laughs> Let's get to... Uh, man, so I asked for hockey questions, not hockey questions. We're going to have some fun here. We talked a little hockey off the top. Derek, if you're still listening, stop listening. We're not going to do all <laughs> hockey talk here. Give us another five-star review, though. Um, best burger you've ever had. This is from Andy. Andy's got a bunch of questions here. Uh, so we're going to get to a few of them from Andy right off the top. Best burger you've ever had. 
What was on it and where did you get it from? Harmon, yours is a ketchup and cheeseburger, <laughs> I can assume. But from uh, where? Where's that where's that ketchup and cheeseburger? Uh, well not cheese. Um <laughs> just no cheese chicken. Okay, right. Yeah. Um from Brew Hall. Mm. Brew Hall was good. Yes, Brew Hall is very good. We had our uh we had the C Mac going away party there. Yeah, I remember having this conversation, but Brew Hall for sure was Splits Burger in Whistler. That's my place. I, I don't know if you guys have ever had it. I've only been to Whistler once in my life. I was like 11. I don't know if it's still there. It was called Splits Burger, and for some reason, that left the biggest impression on me. I was 11 years old. Was it a bowling old. alley? No. Splits? No, it just sounds called, like a bowling alley. just called Splits Burger, and it's okay. in the Whistler Village. I don't even know if it's still there. Someone's going to tweet me and say it's still there, which yeah, I appreciate whenever people do that. Back in the day. So so I had this place. This is an Nanaimo specialty. People in Nanaimo know this. Miss Richie's is... It was on uh, You Gotta Eat Here, which is the Canadian version of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Um, they have burgers that are like, it's a challenge burger. So you, if you eat it in 30 minutes, you get it for free, that type of thing. It's basically like the size of a laptop, but really tall, wow. uh, double size. And these these burgers were like fun to eat with your friends when you're like a kid because they were pretty tasty as well. It had like onion rings on it, tons of pickles, a full head of lettuce, like so much stuff on the burger. And they were good, but Miss Richie's. I think they've gone downhill pretty hard because I had it. I brought my girlfriend there and when I was in Nanaimo in the summer visiting with her and it sucked like Miss Richie sucked. But back in the day, Miss Richie's used to have this like burger called the Swiss Alps burger. And it was one pound of beef covered in like a bunch of mushrooms and cheese and Swiss sauce. And it was so good. And it was one of my favorite burgers. But I, I tried having it again and it sucks now. So Miss Richie's, they've gone downhill. But that was the best burger I've ever had, I think, back then when it was in its prime. Next question. Next question. Let's go to uh, Pratiba. Uh, her question is, what fictional television family would you love to be a part of? Quads, we'll start with you on this one. Drake and Josh. See, I don't them. even know Drake and Josh. I don't know what You're the family's like. You don't know Jake, Drake and Josh? I know who they are, but like... He's so old. I, I This was like past my time, Drake, Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh was arguably the best sitcom that ever went on Nickelodeon. I'm willing to say that because it still has rewatch value. You can still go watch an episode of Drake and Josh and enjoy it. You go watch. When you get home, you watch the Scared Straight episode of Drake and Josh, you will laugh your ass off. It is so good. Was it better than Hey Arnold? You watch Hey Arnold? Absolutely. It blows Hey Arnold out of the water. Hey Arnold was a good Nickelodeon show. Uh, iCarly's up there, too. Uh, but Drake and Josh. So the family you pick Drake. Why? Why the family from Drake and Josh? Because I don't know. Because I want to be. I'd want to be like stepbrothers with Drake and Josh. Oh, so you'd be like another stepbrother. Yeah. Drake, Josh, and Quads. Okay. Doesn't have the same ring, but... No, it, it kind of loses the... Yeah, I think we, we get canceled after a couple seasons. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, fiction, like TV families. Like, I can't even... Can you even go with, like, a movie? I think you probably could, too. Yeah, sure. Go with a movie. There's, like, a, a family from a movie. Because, I, I, yeah, I want to think about this a little bit. Even, like, a cartoon, I guess you could go with. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I... I could rattle off like six while Harmon thinks of one. Sure, well, give yeah. us another one, Quads. While you're... Well, iCarly's up there as well. Yeah. You know, I don't know iCarly with... either. Well, it's a little weird. I don't want to get weird because remember, I, I said on a past show that Miranda Cosgrove was my childhood crush. So I wouldn't want to be her sibling. <laughs> I want to be, uh, I want to be Freddie's sibling. Having one of those step oh, row then, moments here. Then you've got, <laughs> then you've got Mrs. Benson as your mom, though. Which was... Did either of you watch iCarly? Or is this I watched a bit of it. Okay, because I watched every episode of iCarly. I even got Paramount Plus to watch the reboot. Reboot's not as good. It never is. But I would say that. Here's, I'll come out. I'll come out and say mine here. If I could be a part of a family, be with the Coens from the OC. That's never who I'd roll it. with. 
See, you, no, you I don't know. The OC, <laughs> they were rich as hell. They lived in a beautiful house. A lot of, a lot of, you know, Orange County drama going on in there, but I'd be, I'd be living in with the OC, the Cohen family, because okay. one of the best dads, this was talked about the other day on Sportsnet when I was running, but, uh, oh, I forget his name now, but the father, uh, the Cohen father from the OC. You know who's a good father? Sandy Cohen. That's there his you name. Go. He, either of you seen Smart Guy? Yeah, smart guy's a good one. I would I would join the smart guy family. That's true. Yeah, because that that dad I like him a lot. Good dad. TJ's Harvey, your brother. You, you figure one out yet? No, I mean just I'll I'll will I'll sign up with you on the on the Cohen family there. They, I, as soon as I heard Rich, uh, <laughs> I'm say you don't even know who they Orange are. Orange County on top of they that. Orange County is such the a street to live in the pool house. Orange Fresh Prince me. of Bel Air joining that family. Yeah, you've seen Fresh Prince. Yeah, of Bel-Air. yeah, 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 yeah obviously. That's yeah. a good family yeah, to join. That's the, yeah, you got some structure right. with Uncle Phil there, right? That's actually a good one. I'm, I, I got, yeah, I got good ideas here. You guys ever see this thread that went around like a couple months ago about uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air yes, being a big conspiracy drug? Yes, how he's a drug <laughs> operation. Yeah, I don't know. If, maybe you just got to find insane. that thread because I don't even want to read it. Yeah, out, it's but insane. like it was, uh, it was a so wild dumb. one. All right, next one. Uh, this is directly a Harmon. Another one from Andy. Could Harmon go one week without eating ketchup? Well, like a fast for you harm, like, you, it's like, it's like just eating other food. <laughs> well, I mean, considering I eat chicken pretty much every day, like some form of it. Right. I mean, yeah, obviously I could. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> What's your second favorite sauce to go with chicken? Like, because the other day I bought um, Nando's chicken sauce, right? Yeah, it was like yeah. Nando's peri peri chicken sauce. Well, it was pretty good. I mean, here's the thing: I could go without. I mean, going going without ketchup wouldn't be that hard. I would just have to like. Get like I don't know honey mustard or barbecue or sweet and sour or something along those lines. I actually prefer those sauces. Mm. It's just ketchup's usually, and I remember telling you guys, is ketchup's usually what's most readily available. Um, but funny thing, I I sort of mentioned that I eat chicken every day. I, <laughs> you guys might find this interesting. I'm such a boring person with my food where if I find something I like, yeah. I just eat that all the time. So I've had at home, um, so excluding like when I've been on the road and vacations, I've probably had this exact same breakfast every day for at least like half a decade. What now. is it? What is it? It's so it's uh, it's first of all, like a, like a ta- really tasty shake yeah. has You're blueberries. Big on the shakes, eh? yeah, I'm big on the shakes. Shake guy. What's, a, what's a weekly intake for shakes for you? <sighs> You at least two a day. day. Two, two a day. day. Yeah, two a day. Um, but yeah, no, it, it has like blueberries, protein powder, banana, oats, fills you up. And then I have a peanut butter jam sandwich. For breakfast? Every, every morning. Yeah, every morning. And you don't change it up? Never. Peanut like, butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. Well, hang on a sec. Well, yeah. Like, what? Okay, we well, said excluding when you're on the road, I thought it was right? going to be like yeah, eggs excluding. or granola no. or peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I, I'm similar to you. I cycle through, but I cycle through some variation of scrambled eggs nope. with... Two pieces of toast and some creatine and my glass of milk. I have a glass of milk with breakfast every day. Um, even when, like when I have cereal, I'll have a separate glass of milk with like. No, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm crazy. If I find something I like, I'll wow. just. I do not get tired of it. What's I'll the just... best jam, Harm? Like, because I'm sure you're not getting grandma's jam for this. Like, what's what's the jam you buy? Uh, or it's jelly. The no name. No really? name brand wow. jam from Superstore. That's like the worst jam, <laughs> isn't it? I don't know. It tastes it, the, the shake tastes amazing. And Do you the, have a? I probably know the answer to this. You don't use crunchy peanut butter. Probably it's probably just the smooth. No, uh, yeah, smooth. Do you toast the bread? At yes. All? Okay, so you toast the bread. You put the peanut butter and jelly, and then a shake every yeah, day. Every day. Man. Wow. That's wild. wild. Yeah, I don't know. I was really expecting some sort of egg. 
I was expecting. Oh, like, I've hated eggs since I was a kid. You don't like eggs? Wow. No. What about bacon? Bacon, bacon, I, I can. Okay, it's pretty wow. good. Interesting. When's the last time you? What's the last other breakfast you've had aside from peanut butter and jam? And Probably some kind of cereal. Okay, what's like vector cereal? cereal or vector? something. Fruit Loops, maybe. Wow, that's wild. When I was legitimately a kid, like I'm not yeah. even joking. <laughs> like, I don't wow. eat a lot of breakfast. I, I normally just like. I just, like I'll, I'll oh you know what sometimes I'll, I'll my first meal a lot of the times at like four or five in the That's afternoon saying I can't do that I wake up so hungry and I need to eat like right before bed too part of it is convenience because it's so quick to make for me with the shake and this like I, it takes me five ten minutes to make my breakfast tops yeah that's true like that's wow. convenience and tasting good like that I don't need anything more than that to be honest what's what's the best uh what's the best jam you ever go to like uh no I don't taste jam. you don't go out and get good jam no oh, I, I just, if it ain't broke don't fix it all right for, I, just I can't say something. for a second I no let me say something first this no <laughs> no name jam I can't get that store, yeah that's the oh. worst jam I just want like, to point out. Worst. <laughs> I haven't tried any of this. is like so much better. Well, I just liked anything. it one time and was like, yep, this is perfect. I don't He's need any other jam old. ever again. <laughs> All right. I just want to say, as we've been going on, uh, if people, if we're going to post something on TikTok, I'm sure, at uh, nation underscore CA. We'll post stuff on our personal TikToks as well. Maybe on the Twitter. We have a camera in the studio now that's recording us. I just want to say, I've been writing down clips of what we should post, like good rants. I've got Harmon clip on road trip, Harmon clip on the power play, and then Harmon on breakfast food, and that's it. This is, this <laughs> all is, I've written this down. Is why, this is why we pay Harmon the big bucks here. And now I'm going to write down 46-minute mark, Quads explaining why Harmon is the only clips being posted. <laughs> well, it's good. To, yeah, I was going to say, it's nice to have one about something other than Harmon, but it's literally another one. Uh, all right. I guess we'll move on to the next Our one. Our big here. star here, Harmon Dial. <laughs> uh, let's get to one from Nick. Uh, Canucks Spirit. What's the that one TV show theme that you can hear one time and it'll be stuck in your head for a long time? iCarly. I could literally sing I it. I don't even know right what the intro to iCarly is. I'm not going to sing it. No. I'll show it to you, though. I don't think I have a TV theme song, but any sort of song from the uh, EA NHL games. Oh mm. God! If I hear those once, like anything from uh, either, especially like NHL 2002, because I played that a lot, or like NHL 08. Oh my God! And and it's gone to the point where I've heard it once and it's been stuck to my head to the point where I've added a bunch of those songs to my playlist. So yeah. ha, I love it. True enough. Mine is uh, the Ducktales theme song for some. It's just so catchy. And it was probably before your guys' time too. Yep. It, was, it was like a small. It was like a cartoon when I was a kid. Like the DuckTales cartoon theme song. That one, oh, it's just so catchy. Interesting. Like I've never, never heard of DuckTales. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just going to mm-hmm, sing it for us, DuckTales. Go to the next one. Give us a hockey question. There's going to be people that want to hear know. a hockey question. <laughs> right? yeah, there's, there's, okay, there's, no, there's one from Adam, uh, at Adam K. Blatt. Um, a Canucks prospect arrives in a town, and you're tasked to take them around this sh- and show them the city. Uh, okay, where are <laughs> you taking really them? We'll start with you, Quads. Okay, well, we don't I have a actually, lot of hockey questions. I've that. spoken to Mikey DiPietro about this, and I've also talked to Phil DiGiuseppe. Obviously, the latter is not a prospect, but I've spoken to both of these gentlemen about our little Italy, about Commercial Drive, and I've explained to them where they got to go if they want a good panini. There's multiple places, but I I've told both of these guys about yeah, it. I've never you're asleep at the wheel. I, I tagged you in this last night. I know we gotta go try that. Your place. Italian card is gonna be taken away because apparently well, one I of the top Burnaby, right? one of the top fifty Italian restaurants in the world yeah. 
is here. Yeah. Did you know the number one Italian restaurant in the world is in Toronto? Apparently, yes. yeah. On this I, list, I, yeah. But the guy's name, the guy who runs this one that I saw, this number forty-eight. Yep. His last name is like Pastorio. Yep. That's a name, guy, Giuseppe Pastorio or something like that. It's yeah. something you can trust. Yeah, it's so a name this, you can trust. This guy we got it. So yeah, so prospect. You're you're gonna take him. It, it has to be an Italian prospect. Yeah, you're it's, gonna it's, take him it's to Mike, little, little for sure. It's Mike. Yeah. Okay. Where would you go, Harm? I would, assuming it's like decent weather and and it's sunny. Yeah. Like I, I have a so, I always have a soft spot for the kids area. Yeah. Uh, you know, go go for maybe like a bite to eat or 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 whatever in a Nanaimo bar by uh, Granville Island, right? close by and then finish off with uh i don't know night out downtown oh yeah harm getting out to the club a little bumping and grinding no not and the club i don't even miss clubs that much to be honest <laughs> yeah yeah well you guys don't know about clubs because apparently <laughs> we had this conversation we had this conversation on the patreon if you want to hear it patreon.com slash canucks convo five and ten dollar tier gets you all the bonus content we had a good conversation about clubs with Harmon. yeah and then the day after what's happening bumping and grinding's back baby kodak black brought it back this is a family show <laughs> this is a family show Next I, okay question. if i were to bring i would bring them to tofino you take them out to tofino you get a nice little i guess this isn't really vancouver same idea though is it are you really gonna be like yo man I know you're going to town. Hop on a ferry yep. with me. We're going to drive no, we're hours. Flying. We're flying. Oh, to you're Tofino. flying to Tofino. Yeah, okay. Float plane. Willie Mitchell's picking us up. We're landing in Tofino, okay. going to Willie Mitchell's spot. He's giving us some fresh tuna that he just caught with his bare hands. Nice. And then, uh, and then we're going to go chill at one of the the sweet little resort spots out there uh, in Tofino. Hit the hot tub, and maybe come. I don't know. I don't know anything. Like I, I like Granville Island. That's my favorite spot to like go. In Vancouver, I just like going there and getting good food and going home and cooking it. That's that's what I like doing the most. But I'm with you with kits, Harm. I like I like uh, I do like kits in the summertime, just looking out at the water. But all the boats are the thing that throws me off a little bit. Like if those boats weren't there, it would be the most beautiful like scenic view from Kits Beach. Like all these boats dumping oil into the water. He tell me the plastic straws are in the world. What about these boats out here sinking the killing all the seals? I don't think it's a secret that there's a lot more than plastic straws ruining the well, environment. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing we got rid of, apparently. Get the boats out of the harbor. Let's get the plastic <laughs> straws back. Next question comes from JL, and I'll kind of take the reins on this one. Have the Canucks messed up Mike DiPietro's development? That's a good question, and I think it's a fair question, especially right now. Uh, kind of, you know, I've, I've talked about this a lot, but I'll give the history lesson again of where this screw-up kind of happened and how it kind of relates back to penny-pinching, right? And it was no secret the Canucks were trying to save money during the 2020-21 season. I'll just call it the 2021 season. They didn't go get a third-string goaltender, meaning Mikey DiPietro had to stay on the taxi squad for the whole season. Got a lot of valuable time with Ian Clark. And again, when I spoke to Mike and when I spoke to uh, Ian and everybody around the organization, obviously... They were all happy. Mike had no complaints. He was saying, like, I've learned so much. And again, I saw him at training camp. Looked like a different goalie. Looked great. But I'm not ready to say they've messed up his development. I am willing to say that they have delayed his development. Because, guys, let's remember what Mikey DiPietro accomplished in his 2019-20 season. His first season in the American Hockey League. Stole the starter's job from Zane McIntyre, which is no easy feat. He did really well in his first season in the pro leagues, right? Like in the AHL, he was fantastic. And that jump from junior to the AHL is a massive one. And he made a, made the changes he needed. I've talked a lot about um, my conversations with Curtis Sanford, Ian Clark, and Mike DiPietro about the things that he changed and how he really just 
absorbed all of the information they told him and kind of figured it out when he was struggling at the start and the things that he needed to change he changed and he really does take information and figure it out right away so that's why i'm saying i'm not ready to say they've ruined his development the ownership has definitely delayed his development but i am confident in mikey dipietro's abilities to take information that ian clark's going to give him that Curtis Sanford is going to give him about what he needs to change now to figure out these struggles that he's had in Abbotsford this season. I'm confident uh, that he's going to figure it out. Here's, I am. here's the problem with Mike DiPietro. It's like he looked like he really changed his game a lot. Like he looked, we all, we were all saying at training camp, look how good Mike DiPietro. When like you guys both attended the prospects camp, right? Yeah. Like this year, yeah. I remember yeah. the arm there for sure. I can't remember if you were there. Quasi. Yeah, of course. Okay. Anyways, uh, so watching Mikey DiPietro at the prospects camp, was like whoa, like he, he wasn't letting goals. He didn't let a goal in to those yeah. guys. Like he was robbing Pod Coles and all throughout prospects camp. Comes into training camp, looks great again, but then he gets into game action, and it's like that's where the that's where the the loss has been for him this year. He looks great in practice. He looks great moving around on the ice. Everything that he does, it looks like he's going to make saves, and then he just gets shots going right through him. Yeah, and that's one hundred percent to me. Reading a play, it's 100% about him missing game action. Absolutely. And not being able to translate the things that he's learning into game action yet. That's a big knock on the organization for yeah, what they did last absolutely. year. Absolutely. And that's why I say they've delayed his development. They haven't ruined it because he's still young. Still time for him to figure it out. I'm confident he will just based on his work habits. All right. You know anything on this harm? No. Good. Um, who would win in a fight? Me. My dad or Kurt Fraser? Man, I'm taking my dad in a lot of fights. I, my dad can beat up anybody's dad, I think. Fair. You 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 reply to my uh, to this episode a picture of your dad if you think he can beat up my dad I think my dad can beat up your dad <laughs> just an open challenge yeah my dad will my, my, and that's poor a big, dad my dad will like, he'll, he'll fight he'll do it like he'll fight like <laughs> he'll do it he'll fight Jake <laughs> Paul my dad's like set it up yeah my dad's jacked he's like a black belt in two different martial arts they like, should challenge Jake Paul. Yeah, my dad, would, Kane route. my dad would fight Jake Paul, actually. It'd be good. <laughs> it'd be a good scrap. Yeah, I'd take my dad in a lot of uh <laughs> my dad would kick my ass and he's like he's like seven inches shorter than me. But about your dad me. versus like Luke Shen. That's, that's I'd take my dad. I still take well, his Well, is it a hockey fight? Because Luke Shen's winning a hockey fight, but well, if my it's dad a, played hockey too, he fought back in the day when he was a defenseman himself. Wow. Is there anything your dad hasn't done that would like make him a give him a weakness in any sort of fight? He's pretty short. Okay. So that might... Uh, I'd, take, I'd, take, well, I'd maybe on, go with Luke Shen on the yeah, ice, yeah. Yeah. But my dad fights dirty. He'd probably take him in a street fight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next question. <laughs> the other, one time I was sitting there with my dad, and he was like, he was like, one day, he's like, I can't wait. Someone's going to break into this house. He's like, they're going to try and come up the stairs and steal something. He's like, and I'm going to beat the living shit out of him. And I was like, <laughs> my dad's like hoping for someone to like break into his house so that he can just like... Go at him <laughs> and have like free reign to go at. I've got a little TikTok idea for you because I'm writing this down as a clip. You post this and then you just post a picture of your dad so people can see what your dad looks like. We'll do. All right, we got another one from uh, from Joshua Griffith. Why the hate on Nanaimo? I think this is a. What did this come from the the club? What did this come from? Uh, I, I have think, I been? No, I don't uh, think either of us have hated on Nanaimo. No, okay. I've never said anything bad. No, we don't see Nanaimo. bad things. I, I like a lot, and this I got this a lot in the the text inbox. One time I said something bad about Lucky. I didn't say anything bad about Lucky. I was that's the island that came at us for that yeah, one. Yeah, we were mad. Um, all right, let's we see. We love if we got the any. island here. 
One from Andy. Island one, Farms. <laughs> Island Farms. Good stuff. That's in Cowichan. Uh, from Andy, what was it like producing the morning show? It was awesome. It was really fun working with Halford and Bruff. They they put in like, you know how much fun they have, it seems like, and everybody listens to Halford and Bruff. They have so much fun, but there is so much work uh, done behind the scenes for Halford and Bruff for their show. It's really like impressive compared. Like I thought that some of the other shows had like big outlines, but like really well done. Jason and Mike do like a lot of work and even behind the scenes, like Dom does a great job chasing guests. Like just that show runs so smooth. It, w- it was a blast to, to be a part of them and, and bring them uh, their first sponsored athlete as well as Jake Livingstone <laughs> literally like has, he texted me back and he's like, not sure if you guys were like joking about making me like uh, your guys is like athlete or whatever, but like, I'm serious. If you guys are interested, let me know. And so now we've like taken the next step of like getting Livingstone <laughs> as like the, the Halford and Ruff athlete. So now they're like working Amazing. on a deal with him to like oh, figure it out. I and, love this and then so he's much. He's going to be wearing like a Halford and Ruff sticker in a Minnesota state game. <laughs> <laughs> he, and like, they're probably like Minnesota state's number one team. And NCAA, they're going to be in like the national championship, and he's going to have if, they, if the deal works out, like a Halford and Bruff sticker on his helmet, which is going to be amazing, uh, amazing. if possible. I really hope this happens. It's such a too. great Vancouver radio story. What are we? What are we doing for time? One last question. Is yeah, that, one last that question. Good? Let's okay. do one last one. Uh, another one from Andy. Andy, like I said, MVP threw out a ton uh, of questions this week. This this one, the one that we'll finish on. If you couldn't be paid in money, what would you choose to be paid in? Example, mall gift cards, tacos, Pokemon cards. What would you want to be paid in if it wasn't going to be money? I feel like gift cards should be thrown out the door. Yeah. That's, that's sort of that's money. money. I was going to say crypto. I was going to say Bitcoin. But <laughs> yeah, you can't count that. Um, Anybody can go hmm. if they think I want to run out the top. I, you go ahead. Do you have any? Could you, could you be paid in like gasoline because gasoline a lot of people like if you were just be able to like stockpile gasoline i, I guess, guess you, you can't like sell it yeah but can you though i feel like that's illegal yeah I so think just be is. like okay hey, come by i'll give you like this many liters of gasoline for uh 100 bucks or whatever we get paid in a gas station like you well no no no, not like you meet someone in a gas station and get yeah, paid. i think we're thinking about this like really hard of like yeah. actually what you could live off of being paid in crypto makes a lot of sense because you're you're thinking you want to resell it, right? That's what I was thinking. Like you're thinking of how you can live on it. So is the concept then something that you wouldn't live on, like like in the sense that it's not for your like you can't something resell you just like something you just like. Like is that the question or the or I think those we're parameters about it too literally? But yeah, yeah, I think we're thinking about it too literally. Yeah, I think so too. I think this question was meant to be fun. Like, mine, I know. I'll, I'll go we're letting mine, it break our show. I'll go with mine. I'm gonna go with watermelon juice. Because watermelon juice is so amazing. It's so expensive. And if I could just like, if I had to live off of something, I feel like watermelon juice would keep me alive for a Not while. Not for long. Chicken. Oh. Yeah. I eat chicken every day. I, lo- I, I love chicken. the question chicken. was, what do you want to get paid and only live off for the rest of no, your life? No, I know. But oh, okay, now no, I, was thinking like, I didn't mean it from like a living off standpoint, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like. Yeah, you're going to use you're it. You're going to use it. That's fair. I mean, what else am I going to ask for? Like, I mean. Yeah, that's, I, I literally have nothing like I'm going all over the place in my head and I just I have nothing. olive oil, olive oil. I do use a lot of olive oil. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm going to stick with watermelon juice. I would just like I'd like to like I write an article. And it's like, boom, I finished the article. Twenty five liters of watermelon juice at my front door. I'd like that. That would make me happy. 
Like if I worked, but you know, I wouldn't be able to live off the watermelon juice. Probably don't don't give Nation Network any ideas. Yeah, <laughs> so like, yeah, I'm like writing down notes. I'm like, oh shit, like, hey, okay. I haven't gotten uh, paid this month, and it's just knocking my door. Forty five <laughs> liters with watermelon juice. All right, let's close it out there. Uh, the Canucks are in action on Saturday and Sunday. We'll have a recap of that game either on Tuesday or Wednesday. We haven't figured out when we're going to record yet, but we will. Harmon will be back. We might come next back week. on Monday. Actually, you know. Really? I think so. Yeah, back-to-back games. Okay, we'll see. Early, and then we'll have some time. We'll be back, I think, Monday. We'll see. Maybe Wednesday, because it's game Tuesday, right? Yeah, no promises. We may come back Monday. We may come back Wednesday. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. Uh, For Chris Faber and Harmon Dial, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.